You're listening to the official Khan and Cans podcast powered by ACAST, the world's largest independent podcast company. G'day, bonjour. I'm your host, Bryce Crosswell, Victorian Group Sales Lead here at ACAST, and I'm ready to bring you on the journey of Khan and Cans presented by Pinterest. Hi everyone, day one is done and dusted and what a day it was. Uh, so get ready as we bring you all the best bits from day two here at Khan and Cans. Look, we saw a plethora of fantastic talks throughout day one uh, and Pinterest put on a wicked welcome party on a farm in the bush of Cairns. Uh, an amazing night and I'm sure there's a few people in the industry feeling a little under the weather this morning. So first cap off the rank today is APAC Communications Director at the hit dating and networking app Bumble. Lucille McCart is helping women make the first move, being a part of the early launch phase of the Women First social networking platform from 2017, back in her agency days, and has been a real driving force behind the brand's partnership and marketing strategy from 2019 until today. Welcome to the show, Lucille. Uh, It's great to have you on this lovely Cairns morning. Yes, thank you. Nice and warm. Um, Now, Bumble has gone from a tech startup uh, to quite a mainstream brand with a huge cult following. Uh, what has it been like working for Bumble over the past four years? Yeah, it's been a journey. <laughs> um, going from agency into an in-house role, I always thought was what you did when you wanted to slow down. And that definitely hasn't been the case. It's been just as as wild as agency life in terms of the output, the pace, all the different things that you work across. So it definitely wasn't the the type of um, role that I imagined in-house roles were like, but it's been a really interesting journey for me. When I started, I started in a marketing role as a senior marketing manager and eventually became the country lead for Australia and New Zealand. And then about a year and a half ago, I transitioned sort of back to my roots into a communications role for Asia Pacific. And I now look after our communications and media strategy for Australia, New Zealand, India, Philippines, and Singapore. Uh, so I'm learning a lot about wow, how we would date and yeah, meet yeah. each other in all those different markets. Uh, so it's been a huge learning experience for me and one that, um, yeah, I've absolutely loved. And obviously, you know, Bumble made a bit of noise when it first started, but it's really hitting its straps now. Like where do you see the future of Bumble, you know, over the next couple of years? I think there's so much about being a women's brand that kind of means you're, you're like the run ahead of you is endless. There's so many different things that that we could do. But one of the most interesting developments happening at Bumble at the moment is the evolution of our BFF mode. So most people know Bumble for dating, uh, which is what we're most famous for and what, yeah. you know, what, what our strength is. But we have two other modes, BFF and biz for platonic friend finding and business networking. And BFF is undergoing a bit of a revamp at the moment. And the vision for that later in this year, early next year is to really bring out some cool new features that will allow easier platonic friend finding. I think if you think back to what the dating landscape was like five years ago before Bumble came on the scene, there was a lot of stigma attached to meeting a romantic partner online and that has really changed. But I think there is still, especially in places like Australia, a stigma attached to looking for friends uh, online especially, but also being able to be vulnerable and say that you don't have the type of friends that you would like or your friendship circle has got smaller or your friends have moved away, all those things that happen as you get older. Or you've moved away somewhere yeah, else and exactly. trying to make friends. Yeah. So friendship is is something that we'll be having a big focus on as well. Beautiful. And even, you know, Bumble Biz, there's 
you know, girls that have worked with or females that have worked with in the past that just sing from the rooftops how good it is to get out and be able to meet people in the industry. Um, it's just fantastic what you guys are doing. Yeah, and I think the thing about Bumble that makes us different from, say, LinkedIn or other platforms that um, you know, have their own use case is that it's geolocated the same way that the dating app is. So it's all geared around meeting people near you that you can go for a coffee with or go have lunch with and actually meet in person. It's really geared towards enabling those IRL connections in a way that um, isn't always available through traditional online networking. Have you used it before? Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. Were you nervous meeting the person? Um. It actually is. I have found meeting people on BFF or Biz more, not intimidating, but like you can always get more nervous than if you're going for a date with someone because on a date, like this, the social roadmap for that is very much mapped out. You yeah. know what you're meant to do, what they're meant to do. But when you're meeting another woman for the first time, um, it's kind of, I'm more nervous than going on a date. I want her to like me more than I probably care if a man does or doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it can be just as nerve wracking, but also it doesn't need to be because you're not there in the, like if anything, a date should have more pressure because that's you're ultimately most people are looking for one person when they're dating, yep. but in friendship and business networking, you can have endless connections. Yeah. Fantastic. Love to hear it. Okay. You're involved in a session uh, titled Embracing the Female Gaze. Now for the listeners at home, can you just take them through what the female gaze is? I think we've all heard of the male gaze, which is the idea of media or content being created by men, for men, through a male lens. And the female gaze is kind of the next evolution of that in terms of how we create content, how we develop creative mm -hmm. is by women, for women. With that female gaze, it's probably less sexualizing of women during that. Yeah. Or if we are sexualizing women through that, it's with uh, other women, what other women want to see in mind. So it's kind of subverting the way that content has been created in the past and looking at ways to sort of bring our creative or our content or our media into the future and not just with men in mind in, as the audience, with women in mind as the, as the audience and the creator. Yeah, fantastic. Great answer. Now, I feel you're at the forefront of this conversation at Bumble. Look, I'm interested to get your take on how we move away from seeing everything through that male gaze that you spoke of. Yeah, I think that in a lot of ways, especially if you think about um, – you know, ads and marketing and media, the idea of what, a, you know, men are often the default. You know, we often think of men's opinions or men in research, all those kind of things as the default in the same way that, um, that we often struggle with white people being the default in a lot of senses. And we're not always taking into account, you know, diverse perspectives. So, you know, it's, it's, about being intersectional with this as well. It's about how can we make all perspectives more relevant yep. um, and more um, mm. diverse and therefore more appealing to a wider set of people. So it's about making sure that at all steps of the creative process, you're involving different types of people, different perspectives, different audiences, and understanding what people want to see, what people, how they think and feel and how you can sort of make what you're doing appeal to the broadest cross-section of people, not just the people that we think of as the default setting. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And, you know, 
Turning our attention back to that female gaze, can you think of a great example of the female gaze paying off or a good example of how it's used in today's society? Well, selfishly, I'll talk about Bumble campaigns because <laughs> women are mostly at the centre of them. But I think um, a great example is a campaign that we did out of the UK with Helena Bonham Carter um, talking about um, you know, what it's like to date and, and meet people. And, you know, she's such a um, female icon. Putting her at the centre of a campaign like that was probably like quite unexpected because yep. she also is married and <laughs> in a relationship but still able to like speak to that female experience. And then we've created a lot of campaigns locally. My most favourite one was called Girls Will Be Girls, which was a campaign we produced with TBWA in Melbourne that really spoke about dating in a way that, appealed to women and it showcased different types of women in terms of both what kind of relationships they were looking for, how they looked obviously, you know, trying to be um, representative as many different types of relationships as possible. And I think it just shows that those kind of campaigns, when you're talking to women, it's so much more effective if you have women involved in the production and the creation of that. We work with a great female director who really brought that vision to life. And it just wouldn't make sense for us to do it any other way because ultimately our brand is about appealing to women. So our, everything else we do needs to appeal to women as well. Of course. And, you know, what do you think the female gaze or why do you think the female gaze is so crucial for a brand like Bumble? Because I think that we have sort of hedged our bets on women making the first move and yeah. being women-led brand. You know, our leadership team is 50% women. Our board of directors is, I think, over 70% wow, women. Right. You know, we're a women-led business yeah. and we're a business that has women first in everything that we do. So it's almost non-negotiable for us to be leading our creative in that sense as well. It's what our audience has come to expect from us. And, you know, we really need to make sure that we're delivering on that. Um, fantastic, Lucille. Thanks so much for your time. Um, I know you've got a busy day today. I'm sure the listeners would have taken some you know, great nuggets of gold out of that. Um, Bumble's doing fantastic things and so are you. So thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the official Khan in Cairns podcast powered by Acast, the world's largest independent podcast company. If you're interested in podcast advertising, contact Acast to get your brand in front of millions of engaged listeners today.